Dandy Dungeon, Legend of Brave Yamada. Feed me and roll dice gaming. This is staying in. I don't know if I told you about this actually. I went to roll dice gaming. Did I tell you about this on the weekend? I did. I did. You didn't tell me about it. Yeah. But I did see something on our brand new staying in pod Instagram. Oh, never miss a beat. Always hustling. Feed. Yep. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, but I, you, I, did you not tell me that you were going so I wouldn't give you money and make you buy mm, buy me another game? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, what? So. <laughs> Roll Dice Gaming is like a Bristol-based games event, tabletop event. Um, uh, so there have been a couple so far in Bristol over the last couple of years that have started and either not quite taken off or gone in a slightly different direction to like UK Games Expo. Um, so City of Games is here in Bristol and is pretty cool, um, but it's all about like, it's not really like a show. It's more of a, like, turn up and play board games, and, and that's very nice. Um, and I went to that, and that was fun. Did they have, like, a library of games? Uh, that one, yes. So yeah. at uh, City of Games, yeah, they had, like, a library of games. And there were a couple of stalls, but I kind of thought there'd be more stalls, but there weren't. Mm. And it was kind of, like, built for, come and bring one of your favourite games or pick up one from the shelf and come and have a play. And that's it's, it's very fun. Uh, not my kind of thing, generally, unless I've gone there in mind to do that. Um, and obviously, I went to UK Games Expo. That's in London. Uh, no, it's not. It's in Birmingham. Birmingham. And uh, not everything is in London. Um, went to Birmingham. That was very nice. And uh, that's absolutely massive. And obviously, we talked about that before a couple of times. And I've been to Dragon Meat, which is that is the one that's in London. That's run by um, Medifius. Um, is that spelled M E E T? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it's it's Got very it. clever. Uh, and um, and that one was very good. That's usually in December-ish time. I want to go to that one again this year. Um, this one is called Roll Dice Gaming. And uh, okay. And I didn't really know what to make of it because it was really... The website that they have for it was really quite confusing as to like what the aim of the event was going to be. So I went there thinking it's going to be a it feels like it's going to be a mix of board games miniatures like like competitive miniatures games like proper you know playing on a tabletop stuff uh painting competition uh stalls playing areas rpgs and like i got you know i got just before i went into the actual event itself i was like i really don't know what to expect it feels like it's going to be everything but it can't be all of these things there's no way that it's actually going to be all this stuff um and i turned up to ashton gate which is a football stadium uh it's for the football team bristol city football club um and they uh they hire it out for special events more special events differently special events i'm sure other than uh, playing football um and so <laughs> now you're saying that it makes you think like it was just lots of tables on the pitch on the pitch yeah no I, that would have been really good actually i didn't i didn't see a blade of grass actually while i was there it was quite disappointing um no it was in the two it was in two little hall well big halls that they have um as you go in and i think it's where i assume it's where people go in beforehand to buy their snacks and drinks like you know your your 
pint of ale and your pie or whatever it is that you get at football um and um and they hold it all there uh, they use that for different events and uh whew, it was all of those things and also not quite any of those things mm. and it was a good first event i think because I think this is their first event, like, certainly the first roll dice gaming I've ever heard of, and as far as I can tell, it's their first one there. And I, th- I think it was a good first event. It was very, it felt very first game event syndrome, as in, went there and like first of all, people didn't really know how the ticketing system had worked. So I, I turned up and I was like, I'd like to buy a ticket, please. And they were like, Yep, that's fine. And then I went through and there was people giving out goodie bags, and I was like, Oh, cool, can I have one? And they were like, Nope. And I was like, oh. And they, they said, oh, you need, can I see your raffle ticket? I was like, raffle ticket? Like, yeah, everybody gets a raffle ticket. I was like, okay. So I went back to the, the, the front desk and said, can I have my raffle ticket? And they said, oh, did you did you pre-order? Uh, no, I didn't know I could pre-order. No, if you pre-ordered, you get a raffle ticket. But because you didn't pre-order, you don't get a raffle ticket. So therefore, you don't get the goodie bag. I was like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. Didn't say that. I couldn't find that anywhere on the website. I didn't read about that. And it was like, anyway, I was like, oh, okay. So I went and then and then they said, could you tell, could you tell the man that keeps handing out the goodie bags? Because like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go and do that. Is that when they handed you the tabard? Right, exactly. Yeah. You were so full, like, full on like, you are now employed as a member of Roll Dice Gaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I went over and I was like, well, okay, this is how it works. You're <laughs> so, his boss uh, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, this is how it's working out. They were like, oh, okay. And I thought, well, maybe that deserves a goodie bag. Didn't deserve a goodie bag. Um, and the goodie bag looked pretty good, actually. It had like some really good looking free tat in there, like a free copy of, uh, I think it's called like Wargaming Monthly or something like that. It had like a little plastic toy on it. Uh, and it had some like Star Wars dice because Asmodee were at the event and like in a pretty cool way. Like they were supporting the event qu- quite well with all this goodie bag stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then and then they were like, oh, okay. And then my, uh, my friend, uh, Tom, uh, who uh, runs the company that I work at, uh, he turned up about 20 minutes later with his um, his kids um, and uh, he turned up and I was like, oh, did you pre-order your tickets? And they were like, yeah, 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 pre-ordered the tickets. Oh, brilliant. Well, you'll get a goodie bag. So we went over to the team with the goodie bags and, they, and then they were like, they were like, oh, well, you need your raffle tickets. And like he was like, oh, I didn't get given a raffle ticket. So we went back to the front desk and they were like, oh, so I pre-ordered my tickets. I've been told I, if I pre-order my tickets, I get a goodie bag. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. If you got the early, early bird pre-order tickets... Then you get a raffle ticket, and by oh. this point, I was just like, <sighs> "Just give us a goddamn goodie bag." I mean, <laughs> how many of them did they have? I know, they put I know. so I many like, rules in place. Uh, but uh, I was just like, I don't really. So, but that is, but I, and I'm, I know I'm focusing on the negative here, uh, and I will do for a lot of this. Um, but like that is classic first event problem, right? Okay, yeah. Because you do the second one, and all that stuff's been worked out. You know, the the person, you know, at the end of the event, they say, okay, well, what worked, what didn't? And they say, well, there are these assholes who kept asking about we've got sixty, bags. We've got 60 goodie bags left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so you work all that stuff out, and I know that that's going to get sorted. And you go into this thing, this thing, and the first thing that's a big problem is that, so <laughs> the main atrium is where the goodie bags are, and then to the <laughs> left and to the right are tables. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you're like, well... And you're like, well, which one should I go into? And you're like, oh, I'm not really sure where anything is. So I'll just go into one of these things. And you go into the space and you're like, hmm, what is this space being used for? And the answer is everything. 
So oh. around the edges of the room, there were stalls, interesting stalls with stuff like shops, you know, chaos cards were there, for example. Um, uh, so uh, And so were publishers of games and, and really indie developers of games and all kinds of different board games. And then there was a wargaming place and there were these this this uh, art pro art brushes people uh, they were there and I bought some brushes from them but also in the space were massive tables for wargaming on I was like okay cool. cool and these these were all set up and then a few people were using them and then right next to that uh, so that was all where the, the wargaming stuff was being used but it kind of meant that the space this 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 left hand wing that I went into the space was massive absolutely gigantic and there were lots of people there but the space was so big that it felt like no one was there but there were loads of people there but you felt like you know and so they didn't it's like again this is like first game problems in that they never they didn't i didn't walk away from that event going the atmosphere of roll dice gaming is this whereas when i come away from dragon meat i'm like nerds talking about rpgs it's (laughs) it's it's that like the, a celebration of RPGs, and that when I come away from UK Games Expo, I'm like the biggest board game event in the UK. Like th- these are the things that I get. You know, you know what these things are. Whereas I walk away, and City of Games even is like, bring your friends and bring a game. Like it's that. Whereas Roll Dice Gaming was very like, I I don't know who this is for. That being said, I did get to see a lot of really cool games there, like, you know, and really interesting different things. I ended up buying an RPG called Era the Consortium because... That sounds standard. Generic? Super generic, yeah. It seems pretty cool. Like, they've basically, like, they've written a a universe that is 500 years of history and you can play whenever you like in it. Um, But they were there. It's like super indie stuff like that. Um... All the way up to so Asmodee were there giving away stuff and the game that I actually want to talk about, which is the uh, the prelude to all of this, <laughs> which is, um, I uh, do you know Gen Forty Two? Have you heard of them? Yes, they um, publish uh, Hive. They do Hive. That's mm. their big one, um, and they do a bunch of other games as well. I'm sure they're very good, um, but I've not played any of them. So I really like Hive, um, and yeah, the me too. I believe the owner of Gen 42, certainly one of the designers there is a guy called John Yani. I'm totally botching his name, I'm sure. Um, and um, he was there, and he was showing uh, one of his games, and there's not a lot of information out about this game at the moment. Um, and uh, it's called Feed Me. And okay. um, and so I was with Tom, and he's got two uh, young daughters. And uh, they're kind of, you know, they're fun. I mean, they're growing up with a game designer. They're going to be, they're going to be uh, little nerds, uh, I'm sure. Um, and they're definitely into games and understanding and, and, and playing games and having fun, as any, you know, small little kid will do. Um, yeah. And um, Feed Me is very much aimed at younger kids, much younger kids. Um, but it seems like the kind of thing that might stretch up to. Uh, you know, you, you know, maybe adults might get something interesting and fun out of it in the same way that people do out of like Rhino Hero. Yes. Um, but uh, so 
Feed Me is a game where imagine you've got a little plastic tray and it's at an, and it's at like a forty five degree angle, and at the top of it you have a little plunger that pushes a metal ball that you've placed on top of it into the space like a pachinko ball, right? Oh yeah, okay. And the the idea is that you need to get the little metal ball into the little slot at the base of the at uh, the base of the plastic unit and to do that you need to navigate a puzzle that has been created for you using these like um these little cardboard sleeves that you pull in and out that are basically like levels it's kind of like a level system kind of a thing um where they've they've put on like place the red the long red bar here place the the short yellow bar here put the other one here and then basically like there's a puzzle of you know the the red bar as when you push the the plunger the metal ball will hit the red bar and go into a slot that is not the one that you need it to go into so you then need to add other plastic okay. bars onto the plastic yeah. to make it work so think of it a little bit like pachinko yeah um or those old pinball table things before pinball was a real thing do you remember those i used to get we used to have those with like my gran would have one and they'd be in like little seaside houses and stuff like that of yeah like but little this toy. is like something that you can adjust the yes pattern. exactly so you get these like levels right and so the game idea itself is you're figuring out puzzles mm. and you have to you know uh, well you you know exactly what you need to do. That that's what you need to do. And sometimes you'll put little metal balls in with next to the little plastic things. You have to knock two balls out, so you have to get two into the bottom of the thing. But are you only using one ball that's at the top of the uh, at the top of the plunger thing. Um, and so, really, really good game concept for like a puzzle, very light physical board gamey-esque kind of thing like it's definitely in gen 42's wheelhouse like it feels mm. like yes it's right that a board game company should make a thing like this yeah. but it definitely skews really young oh, here's really? the man oh super young like Cause that, cause that, that that surprises me because considering how like internalized in terms of a puzzle system you make it sound that you've got to are you are you sort of like trying to imagine what the ball will do yes before yes and then place everything and then hope that it works out yeah exactly and you're trying to figure out it's kind of like a rude goldberg machine right yeah yeah that sounds really advanced for you know a young child but they get it because there's a very there's a very you know with a bit of help you know a bit of help from mum and dad you know they they will they'll get it you know what i mean because it's just it's just the ball is here, the ball needs to be here, figure it out, and you can figure it out together. And I do think that it skews young, and I think that there is definitely a, a you know, it could go quite wide in terms of its mm -hmm. demographic. However, here's the crazy thing. This is, this is a game called Feed Me, and I was looking at it, and I was like, this reminds me of something, like, a lot. The art for it, which I want to show you this here, right? The art for it oh. is screams cut the rope which yeah. is a mobile game, right? But it has got, as far as I can tell, it's got nothing to do with it. Like, it's not a license, but it looks like... So there's um, the, this character is called Chewy, right? Um, and in, the, in Cut the Rope, he's called uh, Omnom. 
Uh, and the game is called Feed Me. And the idea is that in uh, Cut the Rope, you're feeding a candy by doing a set of puzzles to figure through physics to get it to the bottom of a map to actually, like, feed Omnom, right? And this is the same. You're taking these metal balls at the top of the thing and you need to get them into a specific space. And it even uses the visual identity of candy because the idea is that, like, the candy marker represents where you need to get the ball to. And, like... Yeah. Two things struck me out of this. One, I really wish they hadn't like wholesale lifted this because it looks really cheap. Like it looks, I really feel like this visual style is like, it's, it just feels like a ripoff. And I don't like that because I really like the game. I think the game is really neat and I would really recommend like playing the game. Uh, it's coming out at the end of this year um, uh, for Christmas. Um, and then the other thing is like, are we really at the point now where, like, our visual motif is mobile games? Because I think that's really interesting if we are. Like, is Cut the Rope such a cultural phenomenon that there are board game companies now that are basically just riffing off of it? Could you say that the the opposite is also true, that this is an image that they've created wholesale and mechanics they've created wholesale and it's your experience in mobile games it's projecting maybe maybe it, it is yeah it's a really odd one and like i'm i'm super conflicted on it because i i i kind of feel like the game doesn't the game i get it i get the visual yeah. reference that they're trying they're trying to say like this but this i get the visual metaphor that they're trying to go with but i kind of just feel like this game is so strong that like I don't know. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's fine, and maybe I'm reading a bit too much into it. But I, th I think it's also that the physics games themselves are a thing that permeated the the uh, mobile mm. market so much that they're sort of you know synonymous with that kind of mm. with that kind of platform really. And now and and it's something you don't really get on the board game space. You don't really get sort of physics based right puzzles you get you get puzzles based sure. around dexterity but not around like how is this object going to react to these forces you that you're going to be putting on it you know there are a couple that like stretch stretch that line right you've got like mouse trap maybe things like kaplunk and uh and and um dread with the jenga thing but i don't really yeah you don't see a lot you don't see a lot of that there's also a visual shorthand which comes with stuff yeah, like of this so if you're trying to explain to a child how this physical physics-based board yeah. game yeah. works and already in their head they are making some sort of visual shorthand sure. links to all oh, that mobile game that that i yeah. played then you can I definitely can understand why the visual markers might be a lot similar to other things that have existed before because it just does a lot of the work it cuts to the chase. for you. It's, yeah, and especially when you're marketing to children. It's the reason why, you know, white man screaming in the corner <laughs> with a helmet on is like the de facto yeah. um, iPhone clash and something because it's a piece of visual shorthand to that kind of game that people are just like, well, that looks 
similar to something else that I've played, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll enjoy this. So, yeah, I'll give yeah, that a definitely. But yeah, uh, so as I say, it's called Feed Me. Uh, it's out at the end of this year. It's very obvious that they're going to try and get it into like toy stores because I think that like that's part, potentially that's that's a good route for it. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was a really yeah that was the thing I came away from that show going wow this is this is really neat. What do you say? Yes. When. Uh... When you've done something good, like you've pulled something off, for want of a better word, <laughs> like <laughs> I want to say a celebratory ejaculation. But no, let's. Uh, all right, okay. I know it's just the two of us, but let's <laughs> let's let's keep it above the waist. Um, what do I say? So, it- so like for example, yes, you are playing. What what's a what's a a game or or a video game or a board game or something that you've been playing recently okay so uh one that that required me to shout uh, or something uh, that was ace combat 7 okay so you just you're on the last level of ace combat 7 yeah yeah and yep. you just pulled off a fancy maneuver oh, all like, sorts. what what do you say in that moment what's your go-to phrase as it were mm. i think i I definitely do a bit of the old as in like like that sort of front it's very much like front of the teeth uh and like almost like I'm str- really struggling to um to get it out I get the uh I also get the um I, I tend to to swear a little bit which obviously I won't do now but when I'm competing against myself that's when I get the when I'm competing against others, I don't really care. Like I'm very like if I beat you at a game, Sam, I'd be like, "Well, we had a nice time." Whereas, like if it's if I'm beating a video game, it's like I've beaten my own clumsy hands to mm. to beat the level uh, that has been set out in front of me. What about if you if you if you were playing like a dice rolling game and you rolled mm. exactly what you needed? I might I might shout "Get in" or something okay. like that because yeah. Because I've been shouting "woof," <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> why? I okay, and I why? don't, and I why? don't know where it's come from. I don't Woof. know, and and it's become such a pervasive part of my gaming personality mm-hmm. that my wife yes. had to had to bring me up on it this weekend, right? Because we were playing. Um, what were we playing? We played quite a few games this weekend. It was really good fun. Uh, we were playing um, Quantum, uh, okay. which is a roll and write game from the makers of Quicks and Quinto. Okay. And um, yeah, I rolled what I needed in a dice throw, and mm-hmm. I felt at that moment to go woof. <laughs> this this feels like the sort of thing that somebody would shout in an episode of Blackadder. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's why it was. That's why it kind of made its way into my wife's attention at that point. That yeah, suddenly her husband was shouting "woof." Yeah, I definitely, definitely support her like nip, nipping this in the bud because that's that's <laughs> that's not good. Um, so okay, do you? I mean, do you do? Do you bring any other animalistic sounds into moments of 
uh, excitement in in competition in gaming? Like, do you meow, for example, when it all goes wrong? Or... I like I like a good oof, which is I wonder where woof has come from as yeah. a natural evolution of the oof of the oof. There's been the woof woof. Do you think that that's what? Dogs used to bark like uh, <laughs> <laughs> oof, oof. Um, uh, okay. So so um my wife said um maybe I should just replace it with that's good <laughs> Which I think that... has gone so far the other way. Yeah. No, but I actually quite like that. I like the idea that like you might be, say for example, raising the trophy at the World Cup. And instead of shouting, you know, Ass, woof, you, woof, you might, you might, in, you might instead have, I don't know, whoever, whoever's playing football, uh, go on, Bruce Grobbler, or something like, <laughs> well, like he did play football, he's, yeah, he's like raising the thing, and he and he just says, that's good, like you know, maybe, that's nice, that's nice, hooray. But that um, never really. But the problem with the problem with that's good is it doesn't really encapsulate the full gamut of emotions. So yeah. you get exactly the dice that you need. And so, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Whereas woof was my kind of go-to ejaculation for all occasions. <laughs> yeah. As I've said many times, I've been going on my relaxing kick. Trying to chill out, Sam. Trying to decompress yeah, 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 yeah. trying to like get into the g- a good headspace so like yeah in terms of your your relaxing thing mm. you are going to be making a six hour journey mm. this weekend because you're coming to visit me i am i'm very excited and, and my wife yes and my dog <laughs> am i allowed to say your wife or is that going to be? Is she? Is uh, she? Is she annoyed with it yet? Or, or, or we... well, no, because she does, she's never really there when I say it. Ah. Because if she's there, then I don't need to go. I just go like, "This is Lisa." <laughs> but if Woof. you think, if you, <laughs> but if you think you can get away with it, then obviously, then yeah, okay, fine. Um, yes, I have got a long journey, haven't I? So. In mm. terms of your efforts to mm-hmm. relax mm. and, you know, I find that bus journeys and train journeys in particular and even um, uh, airplane uh, rides yeah. are really good places to kind of practice that kind of thing. So I was, I was reading a book on um, meditation and mindfulness mm-hmm. and the guy in it was kind of like, airplanes are just the best place to practice meditation because you've literally got nowhere else to go yeah yeah so you what else are you gonna do yeah exactly what else are you gonna do so it's just like you're locked in a in a space Mm. so it's the perfect kind of opportunity to just sit and have some time to yourself because you've got nothing there's nothing else and i guess a bus and and trains are that kind so what are you you know how are you going to tackle that that conundrum i'm gonna bring my switch uh so uh (laughs) um yeah no i but i i will probably bring a couple of little different devices i might bring my uh amazon fire 10 i think it's called 
because I've got comics on there and I'm cool. reading through Invincible, so I might do that. I've got my audiobooks, which I like to sort of like, that gives me like a nice out, which is quite nice. And like playing on Switch, of course, like playing Stardew Valley and stuff like that. And mm. um, I'm not super far into that at the moment. I've only put my 40th hour into it. Not that far into it. So don't want to really want to commit to uh, <laughs> to what I think about that. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so definitely games like that have taken a place in my heart of like trying to those kinds of games stardew and before that like city skylines uh you know the green expansion and like definitely mindfulnessy games that just like are not stressful they just take you into like a different headspace where you can just be like okay i can do this repetitive thing and kind of switch your brain off for a bit or let the brain go and do something different for a bit yeah mm-hmm. um and I found that that's been really, really useful. The Switch really is just a... It's an incredible device. Like, the yeah. the, the the stuff that's on it is... It's probably the best purchase I've made in just absolute ages. Like, it's brilliant. Definitely. It's like the v, it's the Vita I always wanted. Yeah, exactly. And it's... And how amenable and accessible it is. Mm. Like, when you've got friends over or you want someone else to, to pick up and play it. It's... Yeah super easy to get a hold of and, I, and i'm the and i'm the same at the moment like i've been looking for that game that will help me mm-hmm. relax and um sort of take it easy I, I guess if i'm not feeling particularly like healthy um mentally mm-hmm. uh, which i've not been lately like i tend to veer towards things like fifa and football manager mm but it's only recently I figured out that those gameplay loops aren't necessarily positive experiences for me. Why? Why do you? Why do you think that? Well, because I can play like FIFA yeah. for three or four hours easily, and the time will just pass, and I'm kind of in an automatic mode. But I'm not always rewarded for that time that I put into it. Right. So I could lose all those matches I play. And the only reason I'm putting the extra hour into it is I just lost the last match and now I need to try and make yeah, up for it yeah, and yeah, win. Yeah. And even and then if I do win, that that win is just like, well, that means nothing unless I play another game and like build on that, yeah. on that success. Mm. And I think I've only just realized now like how that's not necessarily, for me, how that's not necessarily like helping my mental health in a way like especially if i'm especially if i'm trying to use those games as a way of kind of as a way of recuperation as a way of sort of mild yeah therapy oh yeah i I, don't think it really helps i completely agree and like it's definitely something i use as well because i think one of the things that really like grabs me grabs my brain and just like makes it you know i i sometimes i i talk about um you know having lots of um like a loud brain do you know what i mean like like where your like your brain is just constantly like do this thing if you're not doing this thing you're not making progress mm. if you're not making progress then bl-. and it's it's really harmful because it's like we we're, we're so constantly connected with everything and everyone right and this constant pressure i feel like people are under with things like like there's always that constant pressure of like what do you mean you don't watch Game of Thrones? What do you yeah. mean? What or like 
like what do you mean you haven't read all the news or like what do you mean like there's just constant like almost throughput of stuff it really makes my brain real real loud and i i agree like i definitely use games and i've been using games recently to calm that down like Mm -hmm. like and i feel personally like um Specific management games like City Skylines and Project High Rise and uh, uh, Stardew Valley and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they're all games where if you put four hours into them, the minimum you can do is no progress. There is yeah. never an anti-progress. Not really. Like Once you get to a point with cities, for example, it's just like, this thing's going to run itself and it's going to be fine. Um and there is something quite rewarding about just being in a space and the game saying thanks for thanks for hanging out with us like here's just a nice thing like yeah you know and it's and it's also that feeling of not not all, always having to consume stuff or reach the next target or do or compete do, or compete um, so the sort of like like too long don't read version of this mm. is that I I found the game and it is it is Stardew Valley like I've I've just sort of in the second or third hour of playing that mm. and it's been a really good experience for me because I've just it, it it allows me to not only relax with no sort of pressure of getting achievements which i think if i had it on the playstation or the xbox or whatever i feel like yeah well now i've got an achievement for doing that and now i'll go for the next achievement yeah whereas when you're actually playing the game free of those things as you do on the switch because there's no achievement system it's just like well the carpenter in the town robin like if you go and give her some stuff she'll build you a coop in which to get chickens yep but you don't if you don't want chickens you don't have to have chickens yeah you can just go around the town and just do whatever you want and i i kept stardew valley at uh, an arm's length for quite a long while because i thought it would turn into a second job yeah. almost that, yeah. that all i'm doing is turning it on and tending to my crops every day yeah yeah um but so far it's not really felt like that because no. it's kind of just sits into this part of part of my life where i allow myself to switch off whilst playing it just mm. for like a short day cycle and that ve- and that cycle of like waking up and falling asleep which is how the you know your your day doesn't save unless you do that yeah it's such a nice way of like bookending that experience it's like well now it's time for me to like that's it i've had my time i've done my stuff yep like that's it but um it was actually in the process of trying to find that game that would be a nice sort of leveler mm-hmm. i guess um and helping me get back to a bit more of a healthier um mental state mm-hmm. which i found a game that i'd never heard of before right and it is called and let me check this it is called dandy dungeon legend of brave yamada okay now this is made by a company called Onion Games, yes. which are which are vaguely aware of because they've um, they released a, a mobile game called Million Onion Hotel, yes. which is meant to be good, yes, and it interesting. Is, yeah. And they also released um, 
for the Switch PC an operatic bullet hell shooter called Blackbird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is also super interesting. Mm-hmm. And then digging into, and this is the reason why I picked up this game, was that the designer, um, Yoshiro Kimura, mm-hmm. was the producer on No More Heroes, Shadows of the Damned, No More Heroes 2. Awesome. And the um, the music um, was done by um, a guy, um, Keiichi Sugiyama, who did the music to Daytona USA, oh. Sonic Heroes, Child of Eden, Res, um, and Marion Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. The greatest work. So, so Dandy Dungeon is very simple. Um, you play as a 36-year-old... It's very, very precise. 36 or 38, one of the two. Um, a, a middle-aged, shall we say, close to middle-aged um, game developer right. who um, <laughs> quits his job at Empire Games. Ah, um, I see subtlety is... Uh... <laughs> which sort of mirrors the creator's own um, experience with the... Um, like larger gaming market yeah, and ends up producing, making this game, Dandy Dungeon, in his pants, mm-hmm. in his room. And it's during this he falls in love with uh, a neighbour of his called Maria. And he decides to put Maria into his game and she becomes the um, sort of the princess that he is going to try and rescue through this game he's designing. So there's kind of like this meta which feeds into, or this meta story which feeds into what is actually happening in the actual game in inverted commas. So like people turn up in his life, like his boss turns up to fire him because he's not turned up for weeks because he's been so busy sitting in his pants and making a game. So therefore he puts his boss as a boss in in the game and asks you as the the player to debug it that's essentially what you're doing when you're playing his game you're just debugging it getting rid of all the stuff that doesn't really work and sure but the actual mechanic is actually something that's quite meditative which i quite like which is you're you're giving an entry point on a on a grid and you're given an exit and the idea is for you to draw a path from your entry point to the exit, trying to hit every single square on the way whilst also killing all the enemies okay. on the way to that exit. You can just draw like a line as a crow flies, shortest possible path to the exit, and then that be that be done with. Or you can try and see if you can find the most efficient and useful path to get all the way around, going over every space, killing over every enemy, picking up every item, and then finishing... Right. The level, right, and and I guess it's a bit like feed me in that way. I I love the idea of looking at something and going, huh, how am I going to solve this? Yeah, like yeah. what is the way that I'm going to do it? And and when I was looking for that game, when I was looking for that kind of restorative game that would put me in a help me try and find this better sort of a state of mental health, like that really appealed to me at the time because I thought. Yeah, I can just I I saw myself sort of thinking I can just sit there in my switch and have a look at these puzzles and mm. find my way around it. I actually picked this up on mobile ages ago and I basically just churned off it immediately. 
I saw mm. I saw all the visuals and stuff, and I was like, "This seems mad and totally up my street." And yeah. then and then for some reason, it just didn't stick. Like it just so so this is so this is the reason why I kind of bounced off it as like the game I need right now. Yeah, is that it did used to be a mobile game and it used to be a mobile game that exploited every single um, mechanic and tactic in the rule book for trying to get money out of you Ah. as a player. So it had had an energy system. Sweet. It had um, three different types of of currency. Um, Powers are all on a cooldown system. All your powers and items break after certain amounts of time. Um, Really good things in the shop are super expensive to buy. Uh, If you fail in a dungeon, you can always use one of those rice balls to bring you back to full health. Yeah. And it's... Um, it's interesting because I, I read an article on Kotaku by Rich Stanton about this game and basically saying that this version on the Switch is the version that it was always meant to be and that it was the fact that they're such a small company trying to just make ends meet that they put all these things into a game that now it's on the Switch and you pay full price for it. All those things have been slightly ironed out and now it's just a uh an rpg puzzle um sort of dungeon crawler it's a, game it's a it's a pure it's a i don't know maybe not pure it's an experience where the the money mechanic isn't as prevalent i think that's what that's the thing that pisses people off the most about free to play mm-hmm. it's when you can feel the monetization affect the game that people get really annoyed yeah 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 um, so so i think so that's kind of so it's it's interesting and it's and i think it's really the reason why i bought the game was that i was super interested in to see what happens to a game that is that is built around uh, microtransactions um when it gets turned into a game that suddenly mm. you know you pay and everything's just unlocked, mm. as it were. Yeah. Um, and the and the effect is, is super interesting because it's kind of it behaves like they're all still there, but they're not. So I'm I sort of play it, and I'm expecting at any point for it to turn around and ask me for for a fiver, so I can you know unlock a, a suit of armor, or, sure. or I'm, you know expecting it to just turn around and go, no, you're gonna have to you know grind for 10 hours to actually get that you know when you play a game that has microtransactions in but they're just cosmetic yeah and you can you can get it if you want but you really got to work hard to do yeah, it yeah yeah um and i've kind of still have dipped back into it now and again and i think it possibly will be a game for a long journey or for like sitting and while i'm on the couch not really watching tv yeah um but it is also super expensive for what it is, really, which is a massive shame. Um, yeah, but things are always going on sale, don't they? You pop it on the old wish list, and then uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's you know, if you're in a rush to play it, sure. But you know, it's one of those things of like you pop it on the old wish list, and then you're like, right, it's down to what? What do you think would be sweet spot for you for this? 
What are this? At what point do you like? Yep, commit to that. Beautiful. Well, I think. See, the thing is, is it's like nineteen pounds RRP, mm-hmm. and, and again, in with the shadow of this used to be a free to play mobile game. Yeah. Um, and it was thirty percent off when it came out, and I had some switch credit that needed to be used up because I didn't realise that it, it just disappears after a, after a certain amount of time. Um, so I was able to kind of get it for underneath a tenner, and I feel like that's what it would be worth. And reading around it, if this is the kind of game that you enjoy, like grindy RPG, uh, grabbing loot, upgrading it, like crafting materials, um, having sort of interesting adventure, then you could spend like 40, 50 hours of this game and and really, really get your money's worth. And Mm. I think, and I hope in future, I'll be in a better place kind of with my games to to really delve into that where I won't feel like it's a necessarily harmful experience. Like I'm, you know, I'm just playing it to go the next level yeah. or just like, just move on to the next step. Yeah. But at the moment, Stardew Valley is the thing that's yes. kind of doing yes. that for me. When you've, when you've, when you've put a few more hours in, we'll, uh, we'll discuss. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, we can do co-op, we, we, can... we can do co-op, can't we? We can go and have a lovely run around on the farm, and yeah, I must have put in total about sixty-five hours in now because I played. I also have a physical version of the PS4 version, uh, and I put like twenty-four hours in until it just stopped reading the disc. Uh, which, 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 which <laughs> uh, I literally like crumbled the disc. Well, when you're when you're playing a game to sort of like counter anxiety, it's just like you know, mm-hmm. and now it's like, oh, now it didn't work. Um, but will it read the disc this time? Who knows? So I was hoping that uh, my wife, mm-hmm. she's um, repeatedly said to me that she has certain things she wants to ask you specifically. Oh, good lord. Um, she's getting her nails done though, so she's um, okay. Not going to make it. So can we? Can we? I don't know. We got anything? Yeah, Any uh, we definitely have a listener question uh, sent to us by the effervescent Adam Edwards uh, via Facebook. Uh, and uh, Ooh, that's a new one. Uh, yeah, and you can also send stuff through Twitter, email. <laughs> Uh, all that stuff that's all on stayinginpodcast.com you can just go over there you see all the stuff it's fine you'll be fine you'll find easy. it it'll be great it's easy um, and uh, Adam says that they borrowed this one from Greg Miller on Twitter a couple of years ago but the the, the, the idea of the question has stuck with them for a while uh, okay. so can we uh, pretend it's Greg Miller Video game superstar asking us this question. Yeah. Okay. So let's pretend. Okay. Yeah. okay so it's Adam. Okay. Rewind, it's Adam. Ed- okay. It it is definitely not Adam Edwards with his hand up, Greg Miller like a puppet. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> not that. Don't don't imagine no. that. Um. So um. Uh. So Greg Miller asks. Uh, uh. So many video games offer a plethora of in-game stats from your playthrough, e.g. miles driven kill death ratios percentage complete etc when you meet saint peter at the pearly gates uh what real life statistic would you like to know and you only get to choose one only one and it has to be a real life statistic i mean immediately i'm thinking Mm -hmm. 
But you're careful. This is your one. No, but no, but can no, I not think no. about several? Okay, you can think about several, but you can only express one. <laughs> so I'm just going to sit in silence. Let's just sit here quietly and think about what we've done. See, we should have done this with more people so someone else could go first. Well, yeah. I mean... Life statistics. What do you do in life? Okay, so what do you do in life? Let's think out loud so that we have we we, we get ar- we get around Adam's uh, 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 thing. Okay. Well, well, I you know I I think I've eaten a sandwich and a packet of crisps for lunch. Yeah. Every day yeah. for maybe twenty five years. Mm. So seeing that as a statistic, yeah. I'm not I'm not asking for it no I'm saying like seeing that as a, as a statistic would be would be interesting be fascinating wouldn't it it would be fascinating i mean i've already got score pal now so i know exactly how many ball games i'm winning and by how much Perfect. And, you know what my h index is right all that kind of stuff so i don't need to know that obviously um i ate a bug the other day whilst i was out running i'm sure that's one of a lot oh uh, no i wouldn't want to know that stat <sighs> How about... No, I can't ask that Do you one. know what? I think <laughs> I would love to know... How many hearts broken? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> uh, I would love to know how many times mm-hmm. I have dropped the F-bomb. Actually, no. Really? I would love to know... Actually, no. A better statistic... I would love to know how many times I've dropped the C bomb because I'll bet it's way more than I would be proud of. <laughs> like the thing, but but again, right? Here's the thing: it's this is this is your oh woof woof. <laughs> well, she's winning. As with all things, you got this, this is your one yeah stat you're going to be yeah. with for eternity. Yeah. So you want something that's going to be something that you can pick apart. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So if you're just like, how many times have I said that word? Yeah. I know immediately your response will either be, hmm, that's a lot, or mm, not as much as I thought. And yeah. then, then what else are you going to do with that information? <laughs> yeah, then Sir Peter will be like, I, I didn't really want to have to use that word. Uh, so, um, <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I retract the statement. Do you know what would have been good? The statistic that would be a fun one to like chew over is like if my life, because I'm dead at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. If my, I hope so. Otherwise, something's gone very wrong in admin. Um, So if I'm okay, if my life had gone differently, as in at every single possible moment in my life. If I'd made all the right decisions to do such a thing, I would like to be given a statistic of how much total money I earned over my actual life and then the total amount of money I could have earned if I'd have made every single right decision and taken every single opportunity I was given. And then could well, why would you why but why, why would you torture yourself? Because I would love to well, I'd be dead and money it doesn't matter, you can't take it to the grave, right? But like the I would love to know the difference. And then, because that would be a fun puzzle, I'd be like, all right, cheers then. Go past the gates. And then start thinking about, like, where were all the decisions I could have made that would have led me to earning, like, huge sums of cash versus the, you know, um, the uh, uh, the piddling trifle 
uh, that I that I have today. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I would love to. I would love to know, like, how much more, because like, how much more wealthy could I have been? That's like a figure that I can place on my life. Not like how much happier could I have been? How much more? I don't know. Like, that doesn't feel like a good one because it's like too ethereal. Like, how many more? Um, ladies could I have kissed like that that, that feels that feels you could have kissed a creepy. lot but you would have been in prison you know. right, right, exactly but that could have been that would be quite creepy and I wouldn't want to ask some Peter that one but I think money is an interesting one because then you can just go and think about it for a bit how about uh, how many times yeah. did I nearly die <gasps> oh that would be a really good one do you get to know how no, you have to think. You have to think about what they are. You have to think. Oh, but how, how how close was I? I went, I went like eight, eight, <laughs> eight. Like how how why what were the eight? Like like I can think of four. Like that that like do you know what I mean? That'd be really good. That'd be a really good puzzle teaser. And like that time I climbed the ladder one time. That was definitely one. Yeah yeah yeah. Like like St. Peter just winks you in, and you're just like what? Like. <laughs> uh, yeah that'd be a really good one yeah if you turned around and went 42 like, yeah what oh, in you go <laughs> it's like what oh that'd be no do you know what that's a good one yeah oh, that's a good one let me let me let me go and see hang on a second hang on. i i can already feel this is going to be the greatest can you hear him hello oh my god i've always wanted to do this Right, hang on. We got to. My wife's just walked in. Okay. I've got okay. a handheld microphone. And you've got a hand. You've got your own handheld microphone. Have we got a stinger for this? Have we got the 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 Lisa um, track? Do we sing one? Yeah, you no, can I... sing your own. Yep. No, you've said yeah, it you now. Said it now. So we need a little bit of humming or you've something. You said it now. You've come into the room whilst we were trying to answer a question. So could, could and... we get like a little like a, a hum sting or something like that, and that'll be like your intro. Yeah. Just hum something. I feel on the spot now. <laughs> okay. okay. There you go, that could be a hit. You promised the world. Right. Okay, so now you're on the spot. Yep. The reason why I've dragged in my wife mm-hmm. is the... Uh, <laughs> you're not going to have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> is that we've been asked a question. Yes. I thought you would like to ask yes. it. Yes. Answer it. Yeah. With us. Me and Pete have already an- answered it. Yeah. Is it about biscuits? It's not. It's about not about biscuits. biscuits no, it, it's oh, le- well. it's less important than that. Um. So, uh, so the question is as follows: Um, when you get to Saint Peter at the pearly gates, what you've died? Well, you've died. Which of your we've covered that? Which of your real life statistics would you like to know? What one? So Are Pete, you, what was yours? So the, the the one. So I would like to know if I made. If I made all the right decisions in life, like for, basically, if I made all the right decisions in life, from day one all the way to day dead, what quantifies a right decision? Just the to, to, <laughs> the the decision that would get me to the decision that would get me to earning more money. Right? I want to know how much money could I have earned over my life versus how much money I actually earned over my life based on if I'd have made every single decision correctly to make the most amount of money. I would love to know that, because that would be like a real like puzzle about like, wow, which decisions... You could think about that for a turn. Yeah, I could think about that. The, the idea. So Sam's, of course, was excellent. 
Mine was, how many times did I nearly die? Um, I can put the microphone closer. doesn't mean the sound's going to come out my mouth. <laughs> 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 Sam's telling me to put the microphone closer to my mouth. Oh, I don't know. I'm too distracted by your facial hair, Pete. What do you mean, my facial? Okay, do you want me to? Do you want me to get rid of him? No, no, no. I can no, stick no, a no. post-it note over him. Um, no, stop, stop being dramatic. Um, <laughs> I feel like you should prep me for this. Well, it's, we've not prepped for it. Yeah. So it could be like how many times you've scratched your legs. Go on. Yes. How many times you've shaved your. Uh, Knees. Yes, yes, yes. How much money you've spent on digestives? I'd like to know. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's throwing a spanner in the words. How many paracetamol tablets that I have taken in my whole life? Okay. I'd like to see that. You'd like to see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, the best one. I can't believe I didn't think about this. Okay. What would have happened if yeah. I'd said no when Sam asked me to marry him in the middle of the lake? But that's not a stat. I've always wondered this. <laughs> yeah, you... but that's a better question. Okay, how many other husbands would I have had if I'm not married? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the audacity that like you would go up to Saint Peter, Saint. Peter, and you'd just be like, that's a, that's a rubbish question. Right, here's the question I want to ask. <laughs> what um, would have happened if? That's yeah, a good thing yeah. to think about. It'd be like, uh, this, this, Lisa, there, there are quite a lot of people in the in the queue. There's, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, Usually people say, like, how many spiders did I eat? How Oof. many plasters did I lose? I don't care about any of that, though. Didn't, didn't you care, like, how many times you cut your hair yeah no how many i do sometimes think about how much time have i spent on washing my face and brushing my teeth i think about that yeah. nearly every evening every morning and i quite in a quite sad way i do try and think i wonder how much this equates to of my life mm. yeah. like the amount of time like spent sleeping like all these stats are really interesting like how much time do i spend sleeping how much time do i spend eating how much time did I spend stifling a fart? Like all How of these much time do I things. spend wasting thinking about all these times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, an hour and a half every two weeks. Um, <laughs> I'd like to know how much money I ended up giving to charity by only ever giving my ones and two peas away when I've been shopping. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah. See. Hippies. That was staying in with myself, Sam Turner, Peter Willington, and very special guest, my wife. If you'd like to put a question to any of us, just like Adam did, then please just send them along at any time. Just send us an email, stayinginpod at gmail.com. Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, or even the brand new Instagram. If you want to stay up to date with what we've been playing, either virtual or physical, then on BoardGameGeek and Steam, we have curation pages where we let you know all the latest of what we've been talking about on the podcast. But for now, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, woof.